Welcome to another episode of the Coal Region Campfire. We have Jeanette Triano here. Uh, she is the executive director at Servants for All. Um, you guys may have heard about it. Um, they do a great service here in the community in terms of helping uh, the homelessness. Uh, the homeless, I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, something that probably gets overlooked, uh, but they are very valuable in terms of preventing home homelessness um, and also, you know, kind of advocating uh, and helping uh, those in need uh, get the skills, get the resources they need. And uh, again, one of the big takeaways, if you don't listen to anything in this uh, podcast is if you have a, a party or something like that and you have leftover food or you have a family gathering, bring it down there. Uh, I know at my own family gatherings and kind of parties, we're trying to get rid of food and people are taking it and we always have leftovers. Uh, you don't know what to do with it. Bring it down to Servants for All. They will put it to good use. Uh, you'll feel good. It'll benefit them and everybody kind of wins. Um, and before we get to Jeanette, uh, you know our sponsor, Cackle and blazing that in your brain uh and also um darren march our financial planner um so links is in the info um and again appreciate everyone's support um please keep spreading the word and if you have any ideas or anything like that um i really appreciate it always go to coalregioncampfire.com on to jeanette thank you all right we are live, not live again, um, at Servants for All here in downtown Pottsville. We are with uh, Jeanette Triano. Uh, she is the executive director. Um, first things first, she is a huge Steelers fan, so whatever she says today is going to be uh, 100% awesome. Um, so Servants for All, what would be the cliff notes? What What is it? I mean, you know, we've seen about in the paper. Um, again, I'm going to be coming at this from an angle where I don't really know. So, you know, kind of explain to me like I'm a five-year-old. Uh, what is it? What's the goal of it? How does it work? That kind of stuff. So I'm glad that you said you're coming at it from a five-year-old perspective because yeah. a lot of times I do go out and talk to kids. I'll talk to kids in the communities and the schools because, honestly, the kids in our schools right now and our they're the ones that are going to be our future. They're the ones that are going to make a difference in the world. So I always talk to them. First thing I'll usually say to them is, who here wants to be homeless? And they just look at me. Their eyes bulge out of their head and they're like, what are you talking about? No one wants to be homeless. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it really is something that we don't think about too often. No one chooses to be homeless. No one walks through our doors with the intention of saying, well, I want to be homeless and this is the life I want to lead. Um, it is a very humbling experience for someone to walk through the door of our building um, because no one, you know, they don't want to ask for help. Most people are used to doing things on their own. So what we are is we are an emergency homeless shelter, but we provide supportive services for those who are in need. So people that are homeless or at risk of being homeless or maybe just struggling day to day to, to you know, make their way through. That's pretty much what we do. And um, we have two parts of our program. We have our day program, and that's really where everything happens. Uh, and then we have an overnight shelter, which is open year-round, seven nights a week, from 7.30 p.m. to 7.30 a.m. So anyone that is homeless that we are helping uh, has a safe, secure place to be. And we have staff there to monitor to make sure things are going smoothly. And it's been a wonderful you know, a place for our clients, uh, very peaceful and just a very safe place for us. And it's only two blocks down the street from us. So that's that's even more convenient. 
Now, what's uh, if someone comes through the doors here? I mean, how long is it a program? How long do they stay here for? How how does that work in terms of? Well, that's that's. I'm glad you asked that question because a lot of people think of a shelter as just. You go to a place, there's a big gym, there's a bunch of cots, you're there for the night, you leave, you come and go as you want and you please. And that's really not our program. Yes, we do have a shelter. We have beds for people to stay and be safe and secure at night. However, this is a program. Generally, it's a 30-day program. However, we have some people that may be here for a week. We may have people here for two or three months. really depends on their situations. Sometimes we have individuals that walk through our door and will not literally the only thing that they have is the clothing on their backs Mm -hmm. you know they don't have a driver's license they don't have a social security card a birth certificate any type of id that so we have to start from the very beginning with them help them id um attain all of their ids so they can apply for a job so they can apply for housing so they can get medical benefits um you know if they're a veteran we try to get them hooked up with veteran services Um, We see a large population of people that walk through our door that are dealing with mental health issues or maybe or have a drug or alcohol addictions. So when those type of individuals come in, what we try to do is determine here, how can we best serve them? Is it getting them into a program that's specifically for their needs or is it working with us through our program? A lot of times we work with other programs within the community. I will say one thing about Schuylkill County. We are so blessed. Uh, People may think Schuylkill County is this small little county and doesn't have a whole lot, but there are so many resources and the partnerships that work within the county are amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, From everything from like our Opportunity House, which does veterans, which is right next door to across the street from us. We have Service Access and Management, who does mental health and housing. Um, We work with um, Koji and Gadencia to do drug and alcohol rehab. So if someone comes in, they can get assessed and get into services. Um, Everything, school community action, uh, school women in crisis, uh, SARC, uh, sexual abuse and research counseling centers. So we all work so close together because we all have the same goal in mind. Mm -hmm. We want to help individuals. But most of the time when someone's homeless, they have no idea where to go. So they'll come to us first. So we are mm-hmm. kind of like where the most individuals start out that we can help get them in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, I um, when I was in New York, I volunteered at a at a kitchen on on Saturdays, and you know, kind of going into it, you think, you know, it's just going to be all homeless people, but it's not necessarily true. It's people, no. you know, just down on their luck or whatever, and you know. I found it fulfilling just from my viewpoint, just because, you know, you're helping someone, you know, maybe in need. And, you know, most of the people are are, are, are incredibly grateful. Oh, um, absolutely. How can someone like myself uh, or anybody in the community, can, can they volunteer here? How does that work? Absolutely. We have um, many different ways people volunteer here. We have people that come into either our day program or the night pro- shelter. At the shelter, we look for monitors that can help us um, assist. We always have a staff person on, and usually it's either two staff people or a staff person and, and a volunteer. Um, so some people that like to be up at night and just want to give back they could do a night they could do two nights they could do a week you know they could do whatever works for their schedule during the day um a lot of people think well what can i possibly do well we do everything from sorting donations sorting food packing orders when people walk in the door and and they need clothing personal care items um we it takes a lot of people to do that so Mm -hmm. every you know as people come in the door we don't really know who is going to be in that day but um sometimes we need 
people to take someone to an appointment. We try to help our clients with bus passes that they could get to appointments or if they're going to a job interview or um, maybe they're working now and they just they still haven't gotten paychecks and they they need that support. We help them with that. But sometimes they have appointments in the evening and the buses aren't running. So we need volunteers to help get them places. Mm-hmm. Um, we have some speakers that will come in and talk with our clients or provide professional experiences. Um, really, I mean, there's a boatload of things to do. So okay. it, it, it's a great way to give back to somebody um, that's in need. And one of the things I always share when with people with the clients that come in through our door, um, um, and I will say they are some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet. But they always say to me, you know, someday when my life is back in order, I'm going to give back. You know, I want to pay you back. And I'm like, if you're in that position, wonderful, great. But that's not an expectation. Give it, pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things like. I always try to encourage them, help somebody else. You know, we have new guys that come in every day and new ladies that come in every single day. Take somebody under your wing, show them what to do, help them out. Um, And then we have a group of individuals that come here on a daily basis that were clients in the past. And this is a second home for them. Mm -hmm. So they just come back every single day. And it's one, it's part of their routine because they know they did well, they're successful. So now they come back and we keep kind of a tab on them too and make sure that things are still going in the right direction for them. So a lot of different opportunities to help others make a difference. And it's just an amazing experience. How, how do you, um, how do you measure success like with, within the program? I mean, what, what's kind of the gauge you're looking for? Well, the success depends on the individual itself. Mm-hmm. You know, someone who is looking, you know, lost their job, lost their house. Um, for them, the success might be be able to find permanent um, employment, get a job, maintain a job, and then find an apartment and, and be able to keep that apartment. Mm-hmm. That could be success for that person. We have some individuals that maybe are not able to work, have no income, working with them to maybe attain um, their benefits. Maybe it's Social Security. Maybe they're um, a senior, um, helping them get into a senior program. It looks a little bit different from everyone, but... When, when I look at think of successes, um, is there repetitive homelessness? And I can tell you um, from my personal experience, from the time that I've been here, um, we're, we're seeing less repetitive homelessness now, which is one of our goals. Mm-hmm. Um, someone shouldn't, I, we don't want to see someone come into our program and then be back six months later. Um, does it happen? Absolutely. Uh, unfortunately, it's going to happen. There's situations that come up. However, we're seeing less people returning uh, for services and actually being able to give back. So to me, that's part of success. Um, we're seeing more people every day at our shelter. There's many nights that our shelter is either at capacity or close to at capacity. Um, we try not to ever turn any person down. Um, so if there's another means um, besides the shelter, if we have to use someone, you know, temporarily in a hotel or something or a rooming house for a couple of days until we could get them in the shelter, that's what we do because we don't want to ever have somebody turned away. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing uh, when I was at the event a couple of weeks ago, we yeah. met. Uh, I, I know it seemed a little bit, you know, silly and trivial, but I know one of the things uh, I think it was you or um, or someone else had said that if you have a family picnic or you know, if you have a party and you have leftover food, yeah. bring it here. And I know a couple of people that I was around were like, oh, my God, that's a, I'm always looking. So right. I, 
I guess for the listeners out there, if you're at a party, summer party, whatever, and there's extra yeah. food, drop it off here. It's it's not going to go to waste. No, absolutely not. It's so funny. You said I know it's silly, but it's, it, it does sound silly. But we we just had this morning one of our um, just someone that uh, one of our board members actually came in and brought pizzas. You know, mm-hmm. wouldn't think you know what what a difference can someone bring in in two boxes of pizza do? Feeds a couple people. They're so happy. Mm-hmm. You have some people that come in every day and be like, "Did anyone make food today, or did anyone drop anything off?" And if they, if we have it, we have it, and it's such a great thing to be able to offer. We don't have a full kitchen, so we can't make prepare meals mm-hmm. here. Um, we do have definitely enough uh, goods in the kitchen, like we have toaster ovens and convention air. Uh, I guess they call it convention oven. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like skillets and things like that. So all of our clients can make meals for themselves, but. Um, it's different when you get that home cooked meal from someone. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we have a lady every Friday. Her name is Carol. I'm going to give her, her and her husband, uh, Bruce, um, a little shout out. Every Friday, she brings a crock pot meal. Oh, for nice. Our, our guys. They are here in the morning, 7 30 in the morning. What's for breakfast today? It's lunch, but it's their breakfast. Right. And they, they look forward to that because they know she comes every week. So, and we get a lot of people that like will think of us for little things like that. But, um, it really is. It's just humbling to see how many wonderful people are out there. Um, and I think one of the things that I kind of try to always share with others is a lot of times we focus on the negative around us. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are a lot of people that need help. There are a lot of people struggling. Um, we, You know, no matter where you're at, you, you, you could see people walking around maybe suffering from addictions or mental health. And you think... And the crime may be high in certain areas. And you think, wow, what's going on in our society? If you really stop, back yourself up and look at the big picture, there are so many people doing so much more wonderful things out Mm -hmm. there. And I think that's something that we need to kind of as a society kind of turn around and start focusing on the positives. Um, I try to keep like our Facebook page up to date because just so many people walk through our door and just do a kind meal. One of our, our reverends, um, a Reverend Max, she, uh, Max, she came back last week and she brought soup and sandwiches for, for the clients. They were so thrilled. Like, just like those little things. Sure. Shout outs. People that are just doing, you know, and for no reason. Nope. Not for recognition. A lot of times people walk through our door and drop off donations of clothing and um, we, you know, we obviously could provide receipts for donations, but they'll be like, no, no, it's anonymous. No one needs to know. Just this is for you. Put it to good use. And so the things that do come in here, we make sure they're going out to, you know, to, to people that are in need. Great. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for your time. You're and uh, we'll, we'll make sure to follow your Facebook page. And uh, I appreciate it. And the Ghost Dealers. That's all yes, I guess absolutely. We have to close with yes, today. Yes, exactly. Uh, hopefully we have a great season. We will. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Thanks. Bye bye.